Welcome back to another episode of Going Ultra. This time I'm going to be discussing Ultraman, episode 10. I believe it was episode 10. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Ultraman episode 10. And uh, the guy from Audacity to Podcast, or The Audacity to Podcast, you know, that famous long-time or long-running podcast where he helps people figure out how to do it, says, never apologize at the beginning or the end of an episode. But you know what? I'm going to break that rule. I'm going to apologize right now. I've been trying to get cleaner and cleaner audio. been doing a better job of it, I think. But um, I just got to... I don't think I'm going to have a chance to make this episode, uh, and I want to get it out today. So I just got to do it now. So anyway, all that out of the way. Episode 10 of Ultraman. Um, of course, these are full spoiler, uh, you know, talks analyses, reviews, whatever, of the episode, uh, we got, like, a, a, a big, 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 uh, well, we got a couple big reveals or twists or surprises or whatever, um, some more information, so, uh, Seiji Hokuto is not Seiji Hokuto, that is a made-up name, um, he was possibly, he was very possibly the one on that plane, uh, who was being targeted, uh, that Bemular, it appeared, okay, and then another thing, and Adad meets with, or met with Bemular, and basically said, hey, it, you know, I've been listening to, uh, MJ of Going Ultra, and I've decided that he was right, and that you, Bemular, were in fact not, uh, trying to destroy that plane, you were trying to protect something there, and it got destroyed, you know, anyway, that's what it looks like happened, because at the end of the episode, Seiji, the so-called Seiji, is reminiscing, on his past, and, uh, it looks like his mother, uh, mother and father, mother and the alien guy whose name I didn't get, who took him in as, like, a surrogate son, uh, and, you know, gave him his limbs and stuff, uh, they, you know, Seiji has these memories of them being there, uh, during a fire, and I believe that's after the plane crash, and, uh, then, uh, apparently, uh, Bemular connects the two of them to, or, I, you know, I don't know the flow of events, but somehow, it looks like, Seiji, whatever his name used to be, was on that plane when it was destroyed. Um, he was, like, he lost his arms and legs, and then Bemular connected him and this alien guy, I'm gonna call him Tech Dad for now, together, um, and he ended up, uh, repairing, or, you know, giving him these artificial limbs, these prostheses, or, yeah, prosthetics, uh, so that he could, you know, live a normal life, but also to conceal his identity from someone. I don't know who he was trying to conceal their identity from. Is it the Star Cluster Council? Is that who Adad is looking for? Because Adad is looking for somebody who's very talented, and he's been sent by the Star Cluster Council to do that. So, like, everything's all wrapping in and on, on, in on itself, and it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I was kind of blown away by all of this stuff and uh I don't know I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss for uh what to say and to really know what's going on um I think I like this more complex plot though uh Bemular the first enemy uh being this uh real rough figure um who saved the life of one who looked like they were trying to uh destroy, or who had looked like they were trying to destroy this plane full of, you know, innocent civilians, but was actually there protecting, uh, at least one of them, if not all of them, uh, from, you know, the sudden death caused by the plane crash. Um, he's a little bit more of a complex figure because he attacked, um, well, okay, yes and no. He attacked Shin Hayata, he stabbed him through the, like, gut, um, but, 
Shin made a good point when he was talking to Shinjiro at some point. Uh, he was telling him, yeah, uh, this guy could have killed me at any time, but he didn't. So what's going on here? And honestly, I believe Bemular could have killed Shinjiro at any point, but he chose not to. And then in the stadium last episode, during uh, uh, Renasayama's show, um, he cut you know, the roof and it fell in on the crowd, But you know, which isn't great. But um, Shinjiro ended up saving everybody anyway. So, uh, gosh, and he said, because you're trying to be Ultraman. He's there attacking and harassing and stalking, so to speak, um, Shinjiro because he's trying to be Ultraman. Why is that the case? Um, and now I'm trying to, my mind is going back to the first episode um, when Shinjiro knew of the powers uh, and was you know, doing the test in his suit. How was it that he and Bemular got into the conflict with each other? Uh, I know he was soaking up on the Renesayama sign, and then um, Demular came after him. But at that point, he could have killed him and didn't. But wasn't that when he ended up transforming into the suit? So he... Gosh, you know, I can't remember, and I wish I could, because I feel like it would help me, uh, you know, have a lot more clarity while discussing this. But, uh, you know, I don't. So I'm just going to let it go, as opposed to dragging on, uh, boring you with my failed memory. Uh... So, yeah, the, uh, there are a lot of other things, like, uh, the implication that Adad and Jack are, like, buddies, maybe, and that they're both undercover, they're both working undercover for the Star Cluster Council, um, is interesting, and I really want to know Jack's thing. I think he's an Ultraman, or he'll turn out to be an Ultraman, but again, uh, this story, this show, is based off of manga, and the manga has like 11 or 12 chapters total. Um, so I, I'd actually be curious to see how much, um, probably just wiki it or something, which I'll do before the next episode. Or, oh, I'll leave it in the show notes for this episode. Um, I'll talk about the adaptation speed. That's, 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 that'll be my topic. I'll do a little research and do some writing on that. Um, but first, of course, I'll have to finish the episode, prep it, and all that stuff. But I don't want to bore you with that. Um, so... Anyway, I think he's an Ultraman, but I'll find out later, or I won't find, I won't try to find that out on purpose just yet, but I will try to find out the length of the manga and, and how far the show has gotten into the manga so far. That'll be interesting. Anyway, uh, so besides that, uh, you know, they're both undercover or whatever it seems. Um, do they both work for the Star Cluster Council? I'm really curious, uh, because <laughs> Morpo, she was super vague with, uh, with Shinjiro, and he didn't make it clear to him whether or not Jack is a human or an alien or a human alien hybrid. Maybe that's his deal. Maybe that's, that's the, the, the truth. And, uh, you know, Moriboshi just didn't want to talk about that. Um, another thing is, uh, I, I totally thought Seijiro or, you know, Seiji, Seiji, uh, Hokuto was lying, uh, when he was telling his story. And of course, Moriboshi did. Um, and I don't know, uh, but he says like the facts of why he's there. Like, I think the things that he, pre- I think he lied by omission. I think he told them truthful things. He gave them factual information, but that isn't necessarily informing his, um, his actions or, you know, or his plan that he's undertaking. Um, let's see. Gosh, I understand. Oh man. So yeah, he, he, his philosophical thing too, that he's presenting is really interesting. Uh, and I think it's, uh, very interesting because, you know, I'm you know, 30 or whatever, but, but this kid grew up in an alien culture, uh, basically hidden 
in the alien city. Oh gosh, that makes so much sense. If he's being hidden from somebody, it would make sense that he would be hidden among aliens uh, so that he wouldn't be detected. But then is he fully human? No, he is. His DNA is human. That's what they said at the uh, SSSP headquarters. So, gosh, or Science Patrol headquarters. So, wow, that's really interesting. Anyway, so let's say this guy's fully human, but there's something special about him maybe um, in general, and that's like why the plane was targeted. Let's go off of that theory. Um, he's grown, he grows up in a culture, uh, where he's an alien among aliens, so to speak, cause he's human and they're all just, you know, extraterrestrials from off this planet. He sees the, uh, the plight of these people, these individuals, these beings, uh, who are forced to hide their identities and, uh, live in this subculture and this enclave where they can be themselves, but you know, still mostly they're, um, asked to, uh, maintain a veneer of humanity, um, to blend into, you know, the human culture or whatever. And, uh, gosh, how interesting that is. Like what a toll that might take on an individual. So I totally see where Seiji's coming from, uh, and like why he would be such an extremist, why he would see things in black and white. Uh, we saw he, you know, through all this cash at tech dad, which, um, you know, <laughs> he was giving him the money because, you know, we live in a real world and it takes resources to do things and to have him build him the ultra suit, it makes sense that it would, uh, you know, cost all this money and that, uh, you know, tech dad would be willing to do it, you know, one, cause he loves the kid. Um, and two, you know, he can only do it with the resources. So I get that, but you know, he, he gets up and uh, you know, basically cracks his knuckles and says, you know, it's time to go beat up some bad guys or whatever. And I think he's talking specifically about like finding and blackmailing people, or, uh, you know, finding criminal people who, um, he feels morally okay with, uh, beating them up and taking their money. Of course, stealing is wrong and beating people up is wrong, but in his larger perspective and his war perspective, he's saying, Hey, these, pe- these are bad people. So I'm just going to do what you do with bad people, which was, uh, which is, you know, beat them up and take them down. And if I happen to get some money out of it, then, uh, you know, great. Cause it's helping my noble cause, which is to, uh, bring aliens into like out of the shadows and into accepted society. So that's all really interesting. And uh, I kind of appreciate that the show is shifting us away from talking about the morality of the the death and killing of aliens to this, um, this like other thing, this, well, it's funny. Seiji says, um, to Mr. Ide that, uh, you know, humans have always been hostile to foreigners, you know, how much more so people who are not from the same planet as you, uh, but are from, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, a different, uh, you know, solar system or whatever. And, uh, I thought that was such a really interesting point, especially cause, um, you know, I live in America, so I don't really have a uh, room to talk. Um, but I, I do believe that America is less racist now than it's ever been. Um, but I don't know if Japan is less racist than it's ever been. And I've heard that Japan is, uh, is fairly racist. So anyway, but they did, if you saw, uh, last year's Super Sentai, uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger, they did have a, uh, a foreigner, a gaijin, a, a black man who's a comedian and, and other things, uh, who's actually on a, uh, like national, uh, kids show, which is pretty cool. Uh, and not just the Super Sentai, he's like, uh, like a Blue's Clues type thing. He's on there, it's like a variety show kind of thing, uh, but he's like a major player and he's been in it for years, uh, which is really cool. And, uh, I saw this Vice interview with him, uh, that Aleph from, uh, Uncommon Cat, or from Laser Knees, rather, the Laser Knees Super Sentai podcast over at trialfears.wordpress.com, uh, that he linked to, um, 
anyways, this interview with Vice, and he was talking about, like, yeah, I want to, like, you know, whatever. I'm here for these reasons, but I think it's great that I'm on the show because, like, I hope I can, you know, kids seeing me, they, you know, next time they see a black person or when they see a black person, you know, in the wild, out in the streets or whatever, you know, visitor to Japan or if they go abroad, they won't have all these presuppositions about them or negative presuppositions. They'll be like, hey, they're a black person, just like this black person from the show that I watched when I was a kid. And like, oh, that's, you know, cool. Like, I'm open to that. Um, and I guess... Uh, I was making reference to um, me and Seiji being uh, similar in our uh, different cultural disposition, which is like I've grown up with sci-fi, uh, you know, for years, for decades. I've been in, in into this stuff and like thought about the concept of alien life forms and uh, other people um, or other peoples and stuff. And uh, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me that aliens must automatically be evil. And that's kind of a point I brought up earlier. And that's kind of a point that the show has explored. And that's something that says you saying aliens aren't all evil. But if one steps out of line, uh, you know, it's going to rain down, um, you know, people, human suspicions and fears and uh, they'll want to ostracize them much like they're ostracized now like look nothing has happened these aliens haven't done anything except for the you know 30 or 50 or however many the Ultraman had to kill um, back in the day but like you know aliens are living here peacefully but they're ostracized and living in this you know altered not altered state but like in this you know alternate uh, they're hiding in the shadows and that's wrong because it should be acceptable for humans to accept uh, aliens uh, you know, but humans are awful, so I'm going to kill all the evil aliens. Like, he's got this very warped black and white perspective about how he's going to bring peace to the world through uh, killing all these people. Especially because if you look at, uh, you know, the concepts of, uh, like, blowback and stuff from what the United States has been doing all over the world, when you kill somebody who's doing something wrong, you might just uh, make their mourners into... <laughs> you might... Uh, make their mourners into martyrs for, you know, future causes. So they might uh, take up arms against you, the oppressor, for, uh, you know, snuffing out the life of their, you know, fellow, their brother, their relative, their father, their uncle, their whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's something you got to be careful of. So, anyway, he's a kid, so I get why, his, uh, why he wouldn't be familiar with the concept of blowback, uh, especially because most, uh, you know, adults don't even understand it but uh anyway i just think it's uh, i don't I, i'm really interested to see where this is going i like um gosh all the variety uh in like the scenarios and and how it's changing uh as we move through the story things are getting more complex and more interesting and you know it's a it's feels like a really well realized world and i'm very happy for that um and it, it's just making this uh this watch uh, more enjoyable so anyway uh, that's all I have to say. I'm going to get out of here. You can check out all my other stuff. I've got a, a playlist that will pop up if you're watching the video version. And if you're um, just checking out the audio version, uh, all the stuff I do is linked over at mjmonios.com. So you can find everything I do there. And, uh, yeah, if again, if you're watching the – well, either way, if you're hearing this um, and you're not subscribed, please subscribe so you can follow along and get the releases of these episodes as they come out. Something I should have done on uh, Going Ultra 1, I should have released another episode in that feed pointing people over here, even though it's about a different show. They're related. They're super uh things. And if you don't know what Going Ultra Season 1 is all about, that's about SSSS.Gridman, uh, which you can, you know, you can pirate if you want, but it's also uh, available through Funimation now through their simul, simul dub thing, so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Again, leave comments to help me 
be a better analysis review talker guy. Thanks.